All right. <laughs> Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Funbox Monster Podcast. I'm Tristan. <laughs> I am Matt Awkward. And, uh, and today we're going to be doing uh, one of my favorite Italian horror movies, uh, Demons. Uh, and uh, Matt had never seen this movie before and um, impressed. Oh, he will never watch it again. Never <laughs> watch it again. And why is that? No, <laughs> I, I, I don't get it. <laughs> oh, I, I, I could, just, I could, I could sum it up in two words. I, I don't feel it's so much a movie as it is a special effects sizzle reel. <laughs> point one. I mean, point two, I, point two, it feels to me as if it's like, you know, when somebody has a weird dream and they start <laughs> telling you about it, but you don't really want to hear about it. And you're just like, yeah. So then I was like driving a dirt bike, holding a sword. And then like a helicopter fell through the ceiling. And it's just like, okay, cool. Shut up. I don't care. It's just weird and stupid. Like, <laughs> oh so, my God. I mean, I'm coming out with a hot take right, out, right out the gate here. The hottest of all takes. The hate me all just like that. I hate for um, Night of the Comet. Oh, probably. man. So much, so much hate mail for this one, I'm sure. Um, yeah. Still trying, still trying to live that. It is funny, though. Because but, yeah, I mean, I... I, I never yeah, liked no. this movie. So you're not really alone. I feel like it was a movie that I learned to love over time. And I think the other thing that you're experiencing is that thing where, like, Bava and all these guys, they're a lot of their movies are not coherent, you know, in, in a lot of ways. And sometimes they're just, it's, it's always like film students and dudes who are really like hyper focused on shots and things like that. The Quentin Tarantino types where they're like, Holy shit, this isn't really a movie, but if I stole these shots and this lighting and this idea, it could be really cool in something with a story. (laughs) Um, and I get that too, but oh, don't, don't get me wrong. It looked great. I'll, I'll say the movie looks absolutely fantastic, and I love I love the whole, uh, you know, obviously Argento's involved. Yeah. I love that whole style that he's got with the purple walls and all those, those colors, oh. and uh, shot-wise, I thought the movie was fantastic. It yeah. has one of my favorite... I love the music. I love oh. the look of it. Oh, the look is great. I'm One of my favorite shots, one of my favorite scenes in horror movie history is in this movie. The demons, like which apparently was like thought of on the day that they that they shot it, uh, the lenticular eyes mm-hmm. coming through that that hallway with the light behind them, and they're just like flashing, and they're oh, all yeah. holy shit! That is so cool. It is one of the coolest shots. Yeah, oh, it's ever. a super great shot. I mean, and there yep. there are a few other ones that are really good too. And also, this is another movie, uh, not to get like. Uh, you know, pop culture meme on you, but uh, it's another one where it's like, oh, this is a movie that I didn't, that I was angry at a scene until I lived through the pandemic. There is a scene in this movie that used to drive me insane. And now that I have lived through the pandemic, I'm like, oh no, that's what people would do. Oh fuck. And so Please forgive me, demons. The scene where they're they're all like they've barricaded the door, and then they hear noises in the hallway, and they're like, "Fuck it, let's pull all the let's pull all the chairs away and go find. It must be help. Let's go. Let's go out there." Yep. The idea of normalization is so important to them. The idea of getting back to a normal is like is so appealing that they're yeah. like, you know what? It might be zombies. I might die of a fucking horrible like choking to death illness but it's worth it to check it out yeah. 
fuck. Oh, I just love that, love that stupidity. Love the stupidity of that scene too, because it's not like they heard police sirens beforehand. You know what I mean? Or anybody? They just heard banging and clanging, and it's like you're hiding from things that are banging and clanging. What? What part of you is saying like, yeah, this is help? <laughs> I heard some beeps and boops out there. I bet the robots are gone. Fuck you, dude. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> okay, let's start in. I mean, um, there's a couple of things I just want to start with. One of the things that I'd had as, a, okay. as an ongoing feeling about this movie, I thought that the lead, the male lead in this, who's like, uh, uh, he's in a bunch of Italian movies. He was in Outlaw of Gore and Gore in those movies as like the, the head barbarian <laughs> type. His name, I thought, was a stage name because it's hilarious because his name is just basically Italian urban barbarian, I assumed. I looked at his name and I was like, his name is Urbano Barberini? Like, your name is Urban Barbarian? Apparently he's named after some 16th century, like, legendary political figure in Italy. So, uh, you know what? I take it back. (laughs) Apparently you can be named Urban Barbarian and it's not weird in Italy. There you go. His, his full name is Urbano Barberini Riatori Safore uh, Colonardo de Schiari. <laughs> like, cool. Dang. That's, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're definitely going to get your SAG card with that one. Nobody else is going to be competing for you on that. <laughs> um, okay, so this movie obviously starts in a way that sets up that I'm going to fucking love this movie. There's You get a bunch of punks on a fucking train playing like gothy synth stuff, you know, and then it's like sampling weird, it. weird classical I, I, things. I love it. I love this intro. Yeah. I'm watching the intro and I'm just like, holy shit, this is dope. This is going to be so freaking good. dude. I, <laughs> and then like everything after that intro, I'm just like, uh. I can't believe that you watched a guy drive a, <laughs> drive a dirt bike around a theater, cutting the heads off demons and you found it boring. That seems impossible to me. I thought I thought that was cool for 30 seconds, but then they dragged it on and kept driving around in fucking circles for an hour. That is fair. Like, he should have driven through, driven over the seats, cut some heads off, burned rubber on the front of the thing, then drove out of the theater. That would have been perfect. But no, he just kept driving around yeah. and around, and it's just but if he- overkill. And it gets to the point where these zombies in this movie, or sorry, demons, they're just like the putties from Power Rangers. Like, they don't have any personality. They're just going all around. Yeah, except doing for Rosemary. Rosemary's the only one yeah. that you're like, oh, hey, it's her. Yeah, so cool. <laughs> I know her. Yeah. And that's why she's, <laughs> I mean, talk about an iconic like monster look for this movie. She has like, there's just something about whatever it is about her. It's the fact that she was dressed so weird to begin with. I think the -hmm. fact that she's like, like the weird tight pants and the weird, like weird Jerry curl and all that. Like her whole look was so very specific to one year. Like no one would ever wear that the year before or the year after. And so it's like, it's frozen in this weird little, and I don't think it was the year that this came out. I think it was a little earlier than that. Uh, but yeah, weird look. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce her name cause she's Italian and I, or cause you don't need to know the names of any character in this movie to make any difference fair, whatsoever fair because they're just there. I sent, I actually <laughs> did send a message to her, uh, Gareta Gareta or Gerta Gerta. I don't really know how her name mm-hmm. is pronounced, but, uh, because she's managed by Damien's manager 
And I was like, oh, shit, oh, I wonder if crazy. I could get a hold of her and maybe talk to her for like 15 minutes about this. But yep. <laughs> turns out Damien doesn't pull enough weight, Damien, uh, to get her to come on. Wait a fail us, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was like she was like, uh, I'm about to go on Joe Bob. So fuck you. <laughs> it wasn't really what she said, but. That's basically yeah. what. That's basically how it happened. Was I asked her right about as she was supposed to go on Joe Bob this week? Oh, so she speaks English? I take it. Yes, I think she's actually American, and she was in oh, okay. Italian movies. A lot of these people are speaking English in this movie. I think the yep. only guy that looks like he's dubbed is the uh, is the pimp. I think he's the only guy mm-hmm. who's speaking Italian. I mean, I could. Yeah, his words definitely don't match. Yeah, he, he does not match at all. Um, mm. So, okay, we've got this amazing synth punk intro thing and we're we've got our we've got our straight-laced protagonist. She's holding on to a copy of a score, so we are assuming she's some sort of, you know, classical musician. She's holding uh Microcosmos uh by Bartok and Bella Bartok, yeah. <laughs> Bella Bartok. Uh and and uh yeah, and so She's just constantly looking furtive and terrified to prove that she's she's scared of everything and she's not going to know what to do when she's up against something terrible. Like a T-800. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The- <laughs> yeah. The- remember, remember, that, remember that T-2 toy that had the, uh, the dino damage face? That's exactly what this guy looks like. <laughs> yep, he, he does. I... Yeah, he, I want to know... I would love to see, like, in the script what he's supposed to be. Like, I would like to know a lot well, of things. Okay, admittedly, <laughs> I don't think there's a lot of plot to this movie. But, uh, like, I one of the things I like about him as a character is that you look at him in the beginning, and I think from beginning to end, you're, you're assuming... I would have liked to have seen the makeup progress in a way where something flaked off the side and you saw that it was underneath the other side. Um, where it looks like it's jammed into his face and you're like, oh, it's like protective. He had some damage to his face and it's a Phantom of the Opera situation. And we're set up with kind of this Phantom of the Opera idea going into this. It's a theater and it's haunted, blah, 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 all that kind of shit. Uh, and he has a half face mask. And I would have liked to have seen that by the end, you're like, oh, shit, it wasn't put on. It's coming out. You know, like they tear a part of his of the other side and it's still silver underneath. I would have that would have been cool for me, you know, and it was just kind of he was other than that. He is just basically, a you know, the Terminator toy. He's played by uh, Mikhail Solvay, the director of the church and cemetery. Fuck. I think his last name is Suave. Fuck. I used to know how to say that. Damn it. He's one of my favorite directors of all time. Yeah, he's, I like those movies. I mean, and this is this is a movie that he. I mean, there's so many weird rumors about this movie. I I don't know what's actually true, but like the mm-hmm. the rumor was that this was like a, um, what do you call it? Like an exquisite corpse. A lot of people said that it was like, oh, you know, Suave was on uh, was on set and he directed these two days. And then, uh, you know, oh. like <laughs> Fulci showed up for an hour and a half and he shot this thing. And it's like there's a lot of those kind of rumors. Kind of like it's kind of like a Spielberg, Hooper, right. Poltergeist. Yeah. Kind of yeah, yeah. But I think I feel like the it was pretty well decided that 
there is there is some Dario Argento in this, but it is mostly Bava doing the thing. And especially when you yep. consider all the weird shit that he did that is like an homage to his dad. Like this stuff is all shot. Like there are some scenes that are actually like shot where uh, uh, Black Sabbath was shot and like some other little like really cool homage type See- things. Yeah, I'm like super not well versed on Italian <laughs> cinema whatsoever. So like all of those just Fair right enough. over my head. <laughs> um, okay, so she gets off this train at a deserted station that, because it's Italy, it looks like a fucking gothic cathedral or something. It's like or a <laughs> like it looks like a church. It's just a beautiful, yeah, beautiful train sad. station. We're not set, but very cool location. Right, yeah. yeah, all of the locations are fucking cool. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely love yeah. love all of that. Um, she's of course glancing around being, you know, being weird. And then she starts seeing that dude in the silver mask in the silver half mask. Um, and she thinks he's following her. And so she starts getting really crazy and really extra, extra panicked. And she hits the, she hits the escalator finally gets away. She thinks she's, she thinks she's missed him and he steps out in front of her and which is impossible (laughs) unless he's a demon. Oh, crap. oh shit! <laughs> uh, well, if demons could do that, then the, those chairs wouldn't have done much good either. So no. that's probably not true. Uh, he knew about an elevator that was around the corner. Anyway, no, uh, that, that, that was the deal. So he hands her a golden ticket, like Willy Wonka, <laughs> and uh, and he and he has that. And like we were saying, he has the the burns around the edges. It looks like. It's either covering something or going into something on his face. And so And she's she's psyched about that magic generic ticket. So psyched so psyched that she asked for a second can one. You imagine? Uh, for her friend. They've already they've already decided that she's gonna cut class and go to that movie. <laughs> that she doesn't even know what it is. I I was like, man, is that maybe we're spoiled by what's going on in like maybe we're like all of the uh I don't know, with the internet and Netflix and things, we're, we're very spoiled. But maybe in the 80s, you were just like, oh, fuck, a movie. I mean, when I was a kid, I definitely remember being like, oh, shit, any movie? Awesome. I love any yeah. movie. <laughs> Every movie is it's my true, favorite like movie. That too. Yeah. So I remember asking to go to the movies. Let's play. I don't care. Maybe, maybe <laughs> even teenagers in the 80s were like that. Who knows? Yeah. Um, I was definitely like that as a child in the 80s. Maybe everyone was like that. So they were stoked that they were going to get to go to Metropole, the exciting theater that they'd never heard of. They didn't know existed until they got this ticket, which is weird. So she does. She gets the uh, she gets the second ticket for her friend. And then she's like, are you dressed like that to promote the movie? And he (laughs) is a really hilarious like. Mm, like dead look on his face and he just kind of walks away. I I really enjoyed his performance in that moment. That was a, that was a very nuanced, fun little, like little creep moment. Um, She meets her friend and they, they're like, Oh, we're going to be late for class. You know what? We wouldn't be late for class if we just fucking skipped bro. So they they decide (laughs) that they're going to blow off class and they're going to go see whatever movie this is, because any movie is awesome (laughs) all the time. Uh, So, oh, the other thing that's great about this, um, you can tell that they're stealing all of this footage because all of the passersby are like staring at the camera as they're going. Oh, hey. (laughs) 
I think somebody's <laughs> shooting a movie over there. Like everybody kind of. Oh, oh like like it's not like an actual extra film. Oh, they're yeah, just yeah, doing yeah. it. No, like street. like they're not yeah. paying to be on the street. They're like they don't have gotcha. permits or <laughs> anything. It's all stolen scenes. Uh, so I actually everybody look away. Nothing to see here. I actually looked that up because I was like, I wonder if it's just free to film in Italy, and that's why they did that. And so I actually like looked it up, and it turns out no, you you need permits just like anywhere else. So, yeah. <laughs> um, so meanwhile, at the Metropole, uh, we see or we get our first glimpse of that weird art piece in the middle <laughs> that. This is just this is just another one of those things to me where this is what bothers me about this movie is it just feels like it's a a weird dream that you would describe like and there was a dirt bike guy in a samurai with a sword holding a mask come on and there was a movie theater with no employees except that usher who like might have been an employee the usher um, who was dressed exactly like Will Ferrell in Elf yes. like exactly <laughs> like Will Ferrell in Elf. Well, actually, I think Will Ferrell may have been dressed up as her. <laughs> Holy shit. Now, there you go. Is this part of the elf universe? Oh, my God. Yes. Oh, fuck. That's crazy. <laughs> I did not know that. The Elphaverse, as they call it. Um, okay, so I love this art installation because it is very 80s. I thought it was convincing for the time period because there was all that dumb shit in the 80s. Like, if you watched a shitty music video, the idea of a lit, like, platform with a bright red dirt bike and a samurai gear and a weird mask, you'd go, yeah, that looks about right. It's the fucking, no, it looks I, like the Blue Jean video, the, the David Bowie Blue Jean video. I wouldn't have a problem with the dirt bike if they would have simply just made a poster in the background <laughs> advertising a movie that had that same image Called on it. Then it would make sense. Samurai. Like, they brought out the big gun. <laughs> That's what they're going to see, the premiere of this crazy movie, and they brought a big prop in. That would make sense, but they didn't. They didn't like everything in this movie. They don't explain a freaking thing. Also, it's just there. I really. And you tell me that that sword, as we're seeing later on, is legit and cuts. And so everybody's just walking by this sword in a lobby. Like, they're just going to have that there? Uh, they also have a mask that turns you into demons. So, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, Osha overlooked, Italian Osha overlooked that one. I would imagine that if Italian Osha showed up, they were probably eaten by demons. So it's, then that might have been a cut scene. Um, but so. Bitten by demons, one safety demerit. <laughs> uh, yes. So, uh, yeah, we watch the sexy elf lady get dressed. And uh, then we finally, our characters finally make it to Metropole. And we get an introduction. So as as the characters start arriving, we have what is essentially like in an opera would be your like your overture. So each character is introduced and we get a little theme and variation on their like who they are. So it's like, who's this asshole? I'm going to be a dick and I'm going to do this. I'm blind and this is my friend. You know, like everybody does their own little thing. Um, and... Yeah. The two, the the first thing that we hear is the bickering middle-aged couple, so that they can drop the uh, the important the important information that the theater has been closed for years, and clearly someone has put a small fortune into renovating it. So mm-hmm. we get that, and then our two ladies show up, and they get some change stuck in a vending machine, and two preppy dudes see this as their opportunity to swing in and mack on them, and that is George and Ken. Uh, and that would be George would be Urbano Barberini 
and he shows up and he's uh, he fonzes the the coins into the machine. Hey, she gets her coke and she's suitably impressed and now they're dating. Because when you're just meeting a girl for the first time, it's 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 always hot to exhibit some violent tendencies, like with your fists. <laughs> when something doesn't go the way I like, I just hit I it. I punch a lot. <laughs> Ooh, I am the urban barbarian. <laughs> As urban barbarian, I like to hit things with my axe, but they wouldn't let me bring my axe into the theater today. What a bunch of jerks. Uh, they said we already met our quarter with sharp things with the samurai sword. <laughs> yeah, he should have grabbed the sword and just started smacking that machine. Um, that would make as much sense as anything else. <laughs> so there's there's a scene next with the the blind guy and his helper Liz, who they go up to this this mask and she touches it, or he touches it, and then he says to her, "You need to touch this." Yeah. And then it just cuts away. It's like, like, there's, I mean, this is an Italian movie thing. This is something that you see in all of these types of movies. They're like, here's something wicked, wicked important. And then it turns out to be absolutely nothing. <laughs> absolutely nothing. And that's what it felt like. Was like, oh, he's psychic? Okay. No? I mean, yeah. he is, yeah, no. he is our doomsayer. He's just our doomsayer way too late. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's like he was. He's like the doomsayer that shows up after Jason's already killed seven people. He's like, watch out for that guy. He could kill an eighth. It's possible. <laughs> <laughs> There's a blood curse. I fucking know. You're walking through blood. There's literally three inch deep puddles of blood yeah. everywhere you step, dude. You are literally three hours late. What is going? <laughs> but that's exactly it. Like. Murders have already occurred, and he's like, "This place is cursed." And fucking bloody. Road. And then was was, it, was he was he a joke character? Like, not saying a blind person can't go to the movies, but it was just like he's there at a movie and having his. I want to say it was his niece. I thought he said, describing everything to him in the movie. Like, what are they doing now? What are they doing now? But it's like it's so you can't really strange. go to a movie and do that without without annoying everybody. What it seems like to me is that maybe in Italian that was a joke, and that. As it comes through, it comes through like just another one of those. Um, I don't know what to call it, like um, foreign film things, like sort of an artsy touch. Like it, it's like an Amelie moment. Like it feels like it's a lot of this movie feels like there's little Amelie things in it where it's like, look at how charming and weird this is just oh, okay. out of nowhere. And I feel like he's he's one of those kind of you know, foreign movie, foreign artsy kind of things where it's just like, oh, a vignette of this weird thing in the middle. And he does. He adds more surrealism to this movie. His whole oh, his whole yeah. story arc, what there is of it, there's no plot story arc, but his everything that happens to him is bizarre and interesting. Like I actually very much like what they do with him, even though it, but I also don't like what they do with him in the fact that he's a rule breaker. He gets attacked and he doesn't become a demon. Everybody else gets attacked by the demons and they become demons in two minutes. Yeah. He gets his whole damn eyes gouged out, which again, is that a humor joke? Oh my God. They took the blind man's eyes. Like, uh, (laughs) and then he doesn't turn into a demon at all. Yeah, I agree that. I mean, I think that's, that's part of it. And I think that's part of what the, I feel like he's a supernatural character. I feel like from mm-hmm. the beginning, he senses something about the mask. 
He's like, there's something weird here. And for some reason, because he's blind, he has some sort of extra sensory or he is, you know, they're doing that kind of like they're turning him into a bagger Vance or something, you know, where they're like, ah, look, it's a magical character that's in the middle of this normal story. And I think that's why he doesn't turn instantly is because he is some sort of magical character. But he does turn eventually. Do you think they just decided to abandon it all? Like, you get magic plans for him? It's weird. Everybody seems to take a different amount of time to change. I mean, that <laughs> the second girl, the, the second prostitute, it takes her forever. Like, yep. Rosemary claws a, a giant chunk out of her neck, and she just wanders around like an idiot for, like, ever. I mean, her forever. For, I mean, <laughs> like 10 minutes of screen time and probably in real time, probably, I don't know, half hour, 20 minutes and 10 minutes of 10 minutes of scream time while she stands behind the screen and just oh. screams forever. I liked that. <laughs> I thought that was clever. That's another, that's another people. That's another people of mine with this movie. There's too there's, there's too much screaming. Like the screaming got annoying to me after a while. It does. I mean, in, in the same way that it does with, understand if that's what would happen if this shit was going down but at the same time just like oh my gosh please stop the screaming no i thought i thought the screaming this part i agree there is too much screaming in this movie uh but i also think that this exact part where she that that we're talking about where she is behind the she's behind the screen and And you're hearing her screams and and you're hearing the movie and so nobody can tell what's what and everything that's occurring is is so synchronized that it's you know, I mean, obviously we didn't really need all that much more telling us that what's going on in the movie is happening in <laughs> real life. But yeah. it, but it is all it's nice. It's I like visually I enjoyed it and orally I enjoyed it. I thought it was cool. Um, OK, so. Where are we? Oh, yeah. The, everybody shuffles into the theater and then the, our two preppies sit with our, our two main characters we get some rock and motley. Did we mentioned the, the pimp yet too, the pimp character. Yeah, <laughs> oh yes, of course. We talked a little bit about that, but yeah, the pimp with his two girls there. He's great. He is. <laughs> he is like the shining light of this movie. Uh, he should be. <laughs> I like him. Every line that he says is basically pure gold. Like every yep. <laughs> every bit of dialogue could be like the main sample in a ministry or a KMFDM song or something like. Like <laughs> yeah. perfect. Perfect. I love him to death. Um, so, my favorite. My favorite is when he kicks down the door later on, and then he gets in there and he's like, "Oh damn, another door!" <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what. What about it? Like, it's not that funny. It just still cracks me up. Like when you kick a door down, then you're just like, "Oh shit, another door!" <laughs> it's like that Sam Raimi movie, and he just keeps kicking down doors. Yes. <laughs> uh, okay. So. <laughs> yes, we got the we've got the the two the the pimp and hoe party basically in the front. They're smoking weed. They get asked to stop, and then they just keep smoking weed. And nobody cares. Um, yeah. And then a weird guy, this random dude with a big forehead who looks just like Tim Heidecker dressed up as Spaghetti, oh, as I put it. <laughs> it yeah. keeps killing me. And then at the end, he has the fucking spaghetti sauce on his mouth. It's just yeah. like. <laughs> How is this possible? But whatever. Uh, so Spaghetti sits next to him, the guy with the big forehead, and he starts making out with Liz, the niece or helper or whatever of the blind guy. And that's another mm-hmm. like foreign film weirdness where it just feels yeah. it just feels artsy. It's like, well, she just 
I mean, what a jerk. Uh, she, her whole job was describing what was going on in the movie, and she just walks away to make out with spaghetti. Like, yeah, I mean, well, and also, she's, like, hot and heavy right next to him. Like, they're right next yeah. to each other, um, which is also weird, especially if they're related. I, I want to say, I thought he said called her his niece. Yeah, But maybe be. I made that up. I, I yeah. don't remember. Uh, so, So the movie is going, and there's, like, it's a bunch of motorcycling teens going to some sort of decrepit crypt place looking for Nostradamus. I guess, like, you know, that's a fun thing that kids do, go out and look for the grave of Nostradamus. See, I hate, I hate being such a, such a stick in the mud here, but this, this is another thing that really bothered me about this movie. Like, once, like, I cared about everybody in the movie theater at first, mm-hmm. but I just know they're just watching the movie. And like we spent so much time on that movie where it's just like, that's not even the story. Like, I don't care about the fake movie in this movie at all. I know it had some parallels, but it's not really like it, like it shines any light to like what actually happened. I agree. You know, and but like we just, I just, so every time we were watching that movie and I was just so psyched when they finally cut the screen down. Cause I'm just like, okay, yeah, cool. They're going to stop yep. watching the fucking movie now. Finally. Like, and I <laughs> that's think, another I think this is uh, one of the things that's the reason that I wanted to do demons was because we're going to do popcorn next week. And, yeah. and it, popcorn's another movie that, that is one of my favorites. But I think mm-hmm. that there's a lot of parallels between these two movies outside of even just the, the idea that, like, there's something going on on the screen that, you know, parallels what's going on and it takes place yep. in a theater and murders and blah, blah, blah. Um, I think there's definitely some influence going on for popcorn and this movie. Gotcha. Yeah, it'd be neat to watch it. I haven't seen it for a while, so it'd be neat to take a little refresher on that yeah. and compare it to one now that I've seen this one. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Great fucking movie. Um, definitely, I like popcorn more than this movie. But also, but as a... And that's the, the problem with Italian movies, is like I was saying, it's like, it's all about the visuals. It's not really... The story is such a secondary thing to just <laughs> making something look pretty. And if you cut this movie down, I think by maybe 20 minutes, like, I would love to see a cut of this movie without people walking down hallways. Because there's just, there's too much of it. There's there's too many times when they're just like, now we're in the basement. Now the punks are in the basement. Now somebody else is in the hallway. Now, we're, you know, like. The fucking punks could have been cut out completely. And it wouldn't change fucking anything. awesome. <laughs> uh, I disagree. You can, you can always add extra punks to a movie and it's going to get better. No, regardless of what the movie is. So, okay, so people in the movie, they find Nostradamus' coffin and open it, and in the coffin is an old book, which is, you know, you know that's a great sign. Always read the old book. Comic-Con. Yep. Yep. (laughs) So pictures of the mask, and then they find the mask itself wrapped up. Somebody gets cut. Just like the lobby. Yep. Just like like the girl. Just like she got cut when she tried on the mask. Um, And so the book says that whoever wears it becomes a demon and a tool of evil so you know they both get the same scratch and she's like oh no maybe i'm a tool of evil oh boy i don't want to be a tool of evil um so and her cut starts bleeding in real life yes just like the her cut starts re-bleeding yeah yep. which is making her more nervous and so uh so she goes to the bathroom and starts starts getting a little wigged out about the fact that it's like bleeding quite a bit um the the cut turns into a very large zit like a massive pustule and then explodes in a like dead alive level of 
gross-out, exploding zit grossness. It reminds me of uh, Slumber Party 2. Yep. With the zit. And it also reminds me of that uh, Tom Bunk uh, Mad Magazine cartoon. Do you remember that? The no. zit at all? The- oh, it's just like... <laughs> yeah, look up the zit Mad Magazine. It's just... <laughs> The whole cartoon is just a kid pops a zit and it just doesn't stop oh. and it just floods about with gunk. Like, <laughs> that's the entire. I mean, it's got as much plot as this nice. uh, movie. Um, but yeah, it's a great comic. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, the the people, her 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 pals there, uh, her fellow prostitute, uh, starts getting worried about her. Um, so she goes to look for her. So she heads off to the bathroom. And, uh, yeah. And she's like, I don't know. People are getting stabbed in the movie and whatever. Our two couples are now starting to touch each other. So you're like, oh no, look at them. They're, they're really starting to get together. Can't wait to see them make it through this movie and live happily. Um, and so she's the other prostitute is in the bathroom looking for Rosemary and she finally gets to one of the stalls after she sees blood all over the all over the sink, and uh, and Rosemary's got her head down, and he's just fucking killing it. Like she's so good in this role, and she is so terrifying as the actual demon. When her head is yep. down, you're like, oh, there's something wrong, even though you can't see anything. And I love the fact that there's just something about choosing the Jerry curl as a hairstyle for this that it's like it's a greasy hairstyle like it just in general it has too much stuff in it but with jet black hair and greasy stuff you can't tell what's blood and what's grease what's like what's jerry curl juice and she Mm -hmm. clearly looks moister like her hair looks wetter in that and you're like oh that looks wrong even though it could be totally normal and then when she comes up you're like oh fuck Totally, totally upsetting. She is and I, I, great. Yes, and I do love, I love the shot, and I love her, the scene where she's going down the hallway, and we're just following her as she's, rap, 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 like, yeah. it just looks so cool. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there's definitely things in this movie I think look great. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I just want an explanation. I will agree. Um, but <laughs> she, I, I'm not asking, it doesn't even have to be a good explanation. I just want Anything. Yeah, I, I actually, I absolutely agree. Um, so Rosemary's barfing it's like she's like it's kind of like uh, I'm jumping way ahead, oh. but it's kind of like Halloween three when we find the when we finally get into the projector booth and there are all these like high tech super automated cameras. You know what I mean? Like it's like finding out the Halloween three people behind the mask, but like not finding any people there. You're just like, oh, there's machines, I guess. Okay, well, who put them there? Who's doing this? Who's doing any of this? <laughs> <laughs> Are you saying that that is also a fault with Halloween 3? Because I feel like, in a way, that is a fault with Halloween 3. As much as it is one of my favorite movies, it it drives me crazy (laughs) how in the background that that point when they're like, oh, by the way, somebody stole a piece of Stonehenge. (laughs) Oh, by the way, we're chipping little pieces of Stonehenge off and putting them into these devices. Holy shit, that was not explained, buddy. (laughs) But... That's fine. Yeah, but it makes sense. Well, I mean, if, as long as you knew that, you would know what was yeah. going on. It would just be like every other movie where they do that. Like the James Bond movies where somebody steals Stonehenge and puts chips of it into the little decals on their masks. Come on. Totally normal. Anyway, so so Rosemary claws a big chunk out of her out of her friend's neck. And the friend, as we said, is going to 
run around screaming for a while. For 10 minutes. Yeah. The blind guy's uh, helper, Liz, is screwing forehead guy behind the curtains. Like, they're just like... Spaghetting it on! Oh, shit! They are spaghetting it on! (laughs) So, uh, yes. (laughs) The bloody half-dead prostitute is wandering around where they are, and they don't manage to see her somehow. Um... And so she's she's screaming, they're screaming, you know, we've got all that screaming going on. And then finally, when the on-screen killer is like is cutting through the tent with his big, big hunting knife, she rips through the screen at the same time and falls on the ground. The entire audience goes, oh, shit, something is clearly wrong. There is a half dead prostitute laying on the ground. We should probably do something about this. So everybody gets up and they go to investigate um, and while they're investigating, Rosemary's out back strangling the the couple, Spaghetti and Liz, who are getting it on. <laughs> she <laughs> grabs the rope for the uh, for the curtains. Nobody seems to notice that for a no. while. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out nobody gave a shit about those two. I mean, I yeah. don't think anybody there knew who Spaghetti was, right? I think he just some dude with a big forehead. Yeah, nobody knew who anybody was or cared that much. That's true. <laughs> I think that's why they were all chosen. Um, so, yeah, and in one of my favorite should be like a sample in a ministry song moments, the pimp looks up from her prone body and says, there's some kind of a madman loose in here. And it's like, oh, fuck, <laughs> cue your Skrillex song right there. Um, yeah. And so all the dead people were now seeing that they're getting demonized so this person starts getting demonized and then we have this scene that to me is the long freddy arms of this movie which is random tongue moment there's just oh yeah a fake head with a big long tongue that doesn't do anything doesn't strangle anybody doesn't attack anyone it just goes out oh that's weird comes back in okay we're done and then it's like and and this is this is another thing i'm not a fan of like uh, as much as it looks great uh when the prostitute starts becoming the demon. You know what I mean? They're like, look at her fingernails. And, and it's just like slowly growing out or her teeth are falling out. But the whole time we're just like seeing close-ups of hands and teeth. And it's just going. <laughs> and I'm just like, come on, fucking move on. Uh, like, <laughs> I thought the, I thought the teeth were awesome, but you're right. It is very, it is very sizzle reel for an effects guy. And it does look awesome. And it, they did a great job, but it's still at the same time time it's just like i'm just gonna yeah. move on like she's a zombie okay <laughs> now i will i will defend that tooth scene to the death that was creepy as fuck <laughs> um so yeah her teeth fall out and big fangs push down um so the other part of this movie is that we're supposed to assume that urban barbarian there is our main character or it's like is our hero because he does sort of become it later but he is not great. His decisions up until the point where he gets on the motorcycle and starts cutting people's heads off. Before that, he's pretty much made every wrong decision. And the pimp knows what's going on is like in control. He's like he he takes control of the situation. He's dealing with shit. He's like making things happen. And Urban Barbarian is like, no, don't throw her off there. That would be mean. Yeah. Like, fuck yeah. you, dude. Did you see her all the all the demons? Have you have you seen the demons? Yeah, they're, they're everywhere. He, he, 
he pretty much got the pimp killed. Yeah, basically, it was his fault. By not helping. So, yep. Like, I think that that pimp could have pretty much taken control of this whole situation, and it would have been over if he was there. He wouldn't have let those yep. guys pull all those chairs away. There's no way in hell. So, no. but yes. So, so now we have everybody panicking, right? right. Running to the doors. And, but the doors that they claw open are, have been cemented up. There's just walls behind the doors. Another one of those weird dream things to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, where it's never explained, uh, they're, they're physically able to get out of the place later on. It's not like there's an invisible force field. So, like, where the hell did these walls come from, or why? I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, no clue. But they're there, and that scene was fun. I mean, it was a cool-looking scene. They're yep. just tearing the things down. You get you get a definite, like, visceral feel of, like, broken fingernails and, like, oh, fuck, this does not look like it would be awesome to do. So, yeah, as they're no. doing it, it's, like, it is pretty uncomfortable. Um, yep. So a very stupid lady, I don't know who she is, breaks off from the crowd after everybody's like, let's go find an emergency exit. After they've been like, they're like, oh shit, this isn't there. Let's go find an emergency exit. And then this one lady's like, you know what? I'm going to stay behind and look in this fucking closet. And so she goes (laughs) to a storage closet to look around and shocker, it doesn't go well. So... Uh, she goes in there and Rosemary scalps her, like just pulls her scalp completely off by pulling on yeah. her hair. Um, George sees that Rosemary is in there and tries to shut the door and <laughs> he's working to shut this door. And instead of helping him, everybody goes <laughs> to the fucking vending machine to wheel it over. Yeah. It's like, dude, to help him with the door. What? Three people on the door would yeah. close the fucking door. Vending machine <laughs> is such a bad choice, especially since it's yeah. on wheels. Because when they when <laughs> they stop it, they're like, look, she's shut in there. And it's like, no, you have it upright. When we come back to it, they've tipped it over and it's actually blocking the door, which would <laughs> make sense. But yep. at the time that they leave but it alone. You still got to shut the door to put the thing on it. I mean, dude was standing in front of it. Exactly. What were they thinking? And so, and they literally like, when they're like, ah, we're done. They've like, they've put it next to it and it is clearly on wheels. So it would not have held her in at all. And more than that, that thing looks like it was made out of cardboard, which was really funny. Oh, definitely. (laughs) (laughs) That was of all of the, the fakey props in this movie. That was my favorite fakey prop. Uh, Yeah. You could just see the ripples of the paper on the, on the machine. Awesome. (laughs) Good stuff. Uh, so they're, they've all started to figure out that they're like, oh, everything was happening like it's the movie. It must be the movie. Let's go to the projector booth and stop it. Um, and then at the same time, this, some dude is like, I've lost my girl. And then we see some girl belly crawling behind the, the seats. And she's I love, literally I love that it. dude. Right Hannah! <laughs> and he just grabs, grabs a pimp by the lapels. Hannah! I lost my girl! <laughs> Get off me, kid. He just runs and grabs the next girl like the same way, grabbing her by the collar. Uh, yeah, he's, he's bad at panicking. <laughs> yeah. So they get into this projection booth. And like you said, there's a bunch of weird fucking computers everywhere. And I liked it. I, I thought that was cool. Okay. Sure. Again, like I just want an explanation. Like why, if this was demonic at all, like why is it all computer based? Like, yeah. 
They just this movie just took like every fucking idea you possibly had. You know what I mean when you're like brainstorming and then you cross out things that don't work. Yeah. And they're just like, nope, everything works. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> so like, yeah. so and uh, this also has one of my favorite lines in it too, where because uh, they were thinking there was like a projectionist up there. And he's just like, oh, it's automated. And, the, and then one of the girls goes, that means nobody's ever been up here. <laughs> what? Uh, yeah, it must be self-replicating technology that just was born here. Yes. No, somebody installed these, kid. It's, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Nobody's ever been nobody's up here. Nobody's ever been here before. Uh, yeah. yeah. And so in and yet another KMFDM moment, our hero, the pimp, is like, Smash everything, <laughs> and they smash everything, um, and so, so they're just like bashing everything and pulling the reels out of the out of the projector, and I guess mm-hmm. to the best of their knowledge, they've fixed the problem. Sorta. They did. And so, uh, <laughs> yeah, weird. So, uh, talk to strangers starts playing, and then some skeezy coke headed fucking uh, car thieves show up. See, this is what I don't like. I, and and I, I, I'm with you there. With I love punks in movies. You know what I mean? Like, And it was cool seeing all the punkers of the train in the beginning, but these guys aren't even punkers. They're just deadbeats, basically. She's a punk. Uh, the one, the girl yeah. is a punk. Like, I'll yeah. give, you, I'll give so- you her as a punk, and the rest of them are just dirtbags. Exactly. And I don't like watching dirtbags. I agree. And like, and I I was bothered by the fact that they're all doing coke out of a coke can. Is it was that a humor joke? Like nobody does coke out of a literal coke can driving around holding it and just taking little toots. I can't imagine. I I mean, this guy does. (laughs) That's his thing. Uh, Yeah, I I couldn't explain it. And also these these dirtbags and the punkette, they don't add anything to this except four more bodies, I guess, at the end, but we already had tons of people in the theater, so we didn't even, like, their, all their parts could have just been completely cut out. They didn't add anything or change anything or help anything, and I frankly just hated the scenes that they were in driving around in the car. They weren't fun to me at no, all. No, they like, were they not. Were just, they, were just, they were just gross. And then they're like, like... This guy's just mad. This guy's just like, yeah, it's, yeah, it's just... Icky. Yeah, <laughs> and it's especially weird because uh, they were like... Yeah, we should steal a better car next time. And they cut to the outside, and they're driving like some really shitty hatchback. I was like, "Oh yeah, <laughs> why did you steal that? It was like a Subaru hatchback or something." Yeah, it was like a station yeah, wagon. Yeah, it was not not really a great a great ride. No. Oh well. Um, okay, so the, this is when the doomsayer says, "It's not the film; it's the theater." And mm-hmm. he's he's had his eyes gouged out at this point, but uh, but he's fine. He's doing okay. But he's face it. He's cool. He's he's cool. Uh, so the pimp wants to throw Liz's body over the balcony at this point, and uh, and the blind guy is like, "No, you can't." Oh, the blind guy a little while ago trips over her body, which I think I don't know if that was supposed to be a joke. Is that a joke? I, like, yeah. There's so many of these things that I maybe they were supposed to be jokes. I think that one might have been. Um, but either way, definitely that is what happens. <laughs> um, so she's dead. Blind guy complains. George won't help throw the throw her body over. And because they're fucking around, demon pops up and bites the pimp on the leg. They just throw her overboard. Should have yep. thrown her overboard. Um, 
Pimp stabs him with a switchblade and the demon goes over the balcony <laughs> and falls directly on top of the girl who's hiding down there. Which is uh, Argento's daughter, actually. Oh, is it really? Is that Asia? Yeah. Oh, wow. No, not Asia. It's somebody else. The other one? <laughs> the other one. Another Argento. <laughs> um, I only know like three fun facts, so let me let me drop no, one. I can. Please. <laughs> I don't really know any. Um, <laughs> so she she like throws him off or something, and then she is face to face with Spaghetti, only dead. <laughs> and what? Like I don't know what happens there. I mean, she escapes. She obviously gets away. She clearly I gets know. away, but we never see how or like. She's literally mm. like pinned between two demons, and then the next thing we know, she's safe. So, yeah. Yeah. as long as that's as long as that's correct, I, that makes sense as anything else. Fair yep. enough. <laughs> um, okay, so oh yeah, uh, we start to we start barricading here, right? Yes the the Isle Girl, uh, the uh, her boyfriend is shouting for her, and she's trying to hide. He catches up and blah blah blah, but uh, every the we've got the uh, oh my god this is the the part where they spill the coke in the car. I mean yeah, this is just oh, yeah fair sucks. enough. <laughs> it is it is a very boring scene, but it does have like the most disturbing memorable scene in the in the entire movie, which is the weird double edged razor blade on her nipple scene when he's scraping mm-hmm. the coke. Definitely that sticks with you because that was upsetting. Yeah, and, and, and like I said, not fun. Right, exactly, <laughs> but not fun. Like, not fun this, upsetting. This, this movie has a problem where I, I feel like it's a it's a gory bloodbath, which typically isn't my cup of tea. Um, but it's almost like as if Dead Alive was a big bloodbath, but there was no funny jokes in it at all. Like, and I that's agree. my problem with this. Like, it's like there's all this blood and gore and the zombie, but it's not creative. It's just like, oh, we ripped your scalp off. Oh, we ripped your neck open. Oh, we cut your, you know. Yeah. Like nothing, nothing humorous happens with it. So it's just all. Eh. Yep, I agree. Yeah, I see that. Um, it leaves a bad taste in my mouth, and the the boob blade scene leaves a bad taste in my mouth. Like, God. yeah, there's a lot of yeah, <laughs> there is a lot of distasteful, weird shit in it. Yeah. Um. So, so the uh, the cokeheads are parked by the theater. They hear the banging on the walls from them trying to knock a hole in the wall, and. Uh, and basically, like, they're like, hey, there's something in there or whatever. Like, I, I don't know why. But um, so they've knocked a hole in this wall and they walk out into the hallway. And it's just like a completely pointless scene of just them looking down this hallway that doesn't go anywhere. It's like I, the geography of is this it, movie insane? is insane. And they're just like, there's no exit. And it's like, okay, let's all just start screaming for no reason while the camera <laughs> shoots bricks. <laughs> I, so, yeah. The other part is that I love I love the visuals of this movie, and I love the way that it's lit. But this hallway scene especially is like, you have daylight behind you. I see it. It's, <laughs> it's bright. It is yeah. really fucking bright. And they're like, there's no way out. Let's just keep going south. And it's like, if you go north, there's a fucking window. I can see it. It's bringing in a lot of natural light. But, you know, they, again, the geography of this movie is just all over the place. They they don't know where they are. Nobody knows where they are. So whatever. Yep. Um, so 
this is the the cops show up for the uh, for the car thieves and they're the worst chasers ever they're pretty bad <laughs> um and so they do <laughs> the punk scream all cops suck or all pigs suck and then run yeah. away <laughs> that was really funny <laughs> it's like I love that the cops start chasing him, and then as they go around the corner, the cops are like, wait, stop, but it's a blind alley. Okay, yeah, it's still a dead end, so what, you're just going to like give the perp like <laughs> some extra time before you... And then they're all like, where'd they go? Well, you gave them time to fucking hide, stupid. <laughs> yeah, so the theater opens magically as if it wants them to come in, and so they do. So they enter the theater, and the cops don't find anybody in the alleyway, but it turns out that while while everyone was dicking around, the blind guy became zombified and crawled through something to get out. He found an exit and he's in the alleyway. And so, Oh shit. Do you think he started the outside? Yes, he absolutely did. Okay. Yeah, I that's never the, that's that. the beginning no. yep. of the, of the giant plague. So he's, gotcha. he's outside. He bites somebody. He bites one of the cops and then yep. the other cop freaks out and shoots his hand off, and that's all we get of the cops. From then on, we're <laughs> we're basically back in the, back in the theater for for the rest of the movie. Um, yep. Hope you enjoyed your time in the alley. Get back inside. <laughs> yep. So Ken and that girl from the from crawling behind the uh, the seats, his girlfriend there. Uh, they're, they decide to go through the air ducts. I loved this scene too. I really enjoyed how yep. creepy this was. It's such a, and again, it's got, those, it's got, it's got those Argento colors that I like too. Yeah. In the air duct. And, yep. and it's got, it's, it's a massive cliche, you know, any, anything, anybody, you know, die harding it through air ducts is a horrible cliche in anything, but sometimes it's done really well. And this was done really well just cutting back and forth to the creepy fingers and the, the clicking noises and the scratching noises. It was terrifying. It's an awesome. I, I didn't like the vague abrupt ending to it though, where it was just cut. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of that. That's, yeah. <laughs> that is, it, that's kind of the whole, the, the way, that but I would have liked to see a, a really claustrophobic, Oh, you know, air, air duct fight yeah. between that and a zombie. Yeah. But we never saw that. And yeah. that's like like aliens. Like when, when they're doing the, the, the air duct stuff in aliens, that's that's what makes that so good. And I think that this suffered from was exactly what you say, where like the alien takes up the entire duct and it's clanging around and it's got like every part of it is flailing and touching yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like if the zombie if the demon was doing that same thing the way that they move normally they're doing that big arm movement shit. Like she yep. Rosemary in that thing could have been clanging on every angle of this thing. And it would have been creepy and noisy and, yes. and really it would have been visually pleasing, but I, yeah, yeah. too, too bad. Um, Oopsie poopsie. <laughs> the punks see the, uh, see the, the machine that's blocking the storage closet. And they're like, Hey, there must be something. Let's move this yeah, this is. There's a door here. There must be something good behind this door. Somebody wouldn't have barricaded this thing in with a machine if it wasn't something we want to go see. And so they move it, and hey, there's nothing in there. Everything's fine. They nope, nothing. Tina, I think the uh, the Nina. Nina, sure. She stays behind in there to put on lipstick, 
and she completely ignores the slime that's dripping down. The blood dripping down the mirror. Yeah. Really I, awesome look. I, I really enjoyed that. And then, uh, and then the scalped lady, she's still in there. She comes back and grabs her and does something to her, chokes her, something. We don't really see. Sure. Um, so where are we? Oh, yeah. That's 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 the problem. Like we don't care what happens to her. She gets killed, like, right. or she gets demonized. It, it gets to it gets to me. It gets to such a point of redundancy when we just keep seeing people get ripped apart. Yeah. Again. Oh, yeah. And again, I mean, and again, and again. Not that cool. Like. <laughs> no. This. Uh, no. I. I agree with you on all points of of problems with this movie. I've just finally gotten to a point where I actually appreciate it where I have seen this movie many times in my life and it has never mm-hmm. been a favorite of mine really until yep. recently where I'm like, you know what? I get it now. I think I get why this movie is good and I get where its place in horror history is. Yep. And I think that probably the, the seven viewings that I've had of it before this, like this most recent spat of viewings, like I think I've seen it three times in the last month or so. It just showed up on Shutter, and I kept wanting to watch it. And I was like, oh, watch that again. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I just finally figured out what it is that I like about it and, and what to enjoy about it, which, you know, I mean, I don't yep. think that it's not necessarily like an album where you listen to it 20 times. And you're like, aha, it's perfect. It might just be that I have, you know, like, I don't know. <laughs> I'm I'm putting more things into it than are really there. I think I, w- I think I would like it much better if we could have an alternate cut where, like I was saying, cut everything with the punks out. They're gone. Nobody cares. Uh, like you said about the hallway scenes, walking around the hallways, cut that whole section out of walking down the behind the wall, walking into the brick room and spinning around and screaming a bunch for no reason. Yep. Like, and just like, uh, yeah, I wish there was a faster way for them to get out in the end. It didn't involve a, helicopter out of nowhere that scene is so weird of all this movie is i i will say it took me by surprise i was like when that ceiling started breaking i was like what the hell's coming through oh what okay (laughs) of all the choices in the world i think like (laughs) if i had like a piece of notebook paper and i had written down like all right pause here i'm gonna write down all the things that i think that might be in order I think that helicopter would have been like number 17,654 I, if I ever got to it. Uh, yeah, what a, what a crazy choice. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, this is the, we get the, the cool running down the hallway scene here with the crazy chud eyes. So they've got yeah. the, the reflective tape over their eyes so that they, they look like they're, they're glowing, which is not used enough for my taste. Like I can't think of very many movies that do this. And I think it needs to be done in way more. I believe it happens in the convent. Really? Uh, yeah. They, they had like black light zombies in that movie. Oh, it was like, yes. kind of like kind of the demon. Remember? And they yeah. had like the veins. Yes, uh, they remember. had the veins similar to this one too. They totally bit the style of the veins yep. and the eyes for, I think the conjuring, took, I mean the convent took a bunch from that. I, yeah. I love that movie. Um, and it's, it's is fun. So this is the scene that I was talking about, about people in the pandemic where basically <laughs> they're like, 
fuck it, there's a return to normalcy outside. Let's ignore everything and just go there. <laughs> Quick, I just need to get to a bar or a movie theater. And they just to pull all of the chairs that they've carefully put aside and let all the demons in. And basically this giant horde of demons just shows up. George is like, oh, fuck, I know what's going to happen here. I need to get the fuck out of <laughs> yeah. here. And so he runs down to the other side, which I think is also barricaded. Am I wrong? I can't recall. Yeah, there's something going on with the other side. But I think that they're tearing down chairs on the other side to get out because they know what's happening. Um, demons get in, just fucking massacre everybody. Um, and we get another one of these really like massive gross-out scenes, which is the... Uh, one of the demons gets their fingers bitten off in the girl's mouth and it's just spraying yeah. blood everywhere that <laughs> that is impressively gross um <laughs> rosemary squishes somebody's head with a chair here which is also really cool <laughs> um yeah and then in another one of these like italian movies something that seems like it's leading up to something the fucking elf lady the lady dressed like will ferrell and elf is like slowly crawling her way down the aisle and you're like, oh shit, she's getting to something. This is going to be some sort of thing. She's like going to find the thing that they need to defeat them or she's going to do something and she gets to the end of the aisle and gets killed. And you're like, what the f really? All that buildup? Just like, yep. wow, <laughs> nothing. So uh, Ken, George, Cheryl, and Kathy are all out now. They've they found a way out of this room where everyone's getting murdered and they find an AC vent. So we're going back up into the air conditioning, I guess. Um, but Kathy, but Kathy's got, yeah, but Kathy is, well, this was, I really loved this too. This is where Kathy is like catatonic. Like she's acting <laughs> like she's bonkers and she's just yep. like, she looks like she has just checked out entirely. And you're like, oh, man, okay, so she's going to be the, like, shell-shocked, they're going to have to drag her through the rest of the movie character. And instead, she just slowly, you're like, oh, no, I think she's a zombie. No, she's not. Oh, she is. And then she turns, and you're like, like, there's a, a very, you're not sure back and forth whether or not she's actually turning, because she's like, who are you people? Where am I? And I thought that was interesting, too. I don't know. Just as a, yeah. I know it's, I know it's frustrating to have no plot, but I think that in a movie that's like, that is dream logic and is a lot of like demonic spiritualist stuff, weird moments like that add to what you put into it. You know what I mean? I feel like when she did that, you're like, oh, that's a so there's a demon that's inhabiting her and the demon is confused as to where it is. It didn't like it's it's been thrown into a new reality and it's getting its oh, bearings yeah. at this point. And it's like, oh, that's that's a cool little idea, I guess. Yeah, I never thought of it that way. Yeah. But, you know, but it's all those little things, but they don't add up to a cohesive plot, which is yeah. obviously problematic. Um, so she. She turns. She attacks uh, Ken, but Ken is, like, way too fast for her. 
not having it. He was like, he beats her head in with that air conditioning vent. <laughs> like, yeah, his his moves were great. This is like one of those like this is what you expect people to do in horror movies, where you're like, come on, <laughs> things have gotten bad enough that you can do this, and it's like, oh yeah, he did it. He was like, oh no. There's no saving her. He wasn't going like, no, she's my girlfriend and I can't hurt her. He's like, fuck yeah. this. You're dead. Nope. <laughs> just, oh. Your head yep. is squished. <laughs> just smashes her head to a pulp. And then she's on the ground and they're like having their discussion about what to do. And as they do, she gets up on all fours and a demon rips its way out of her back from another dimension, which I love. Obviously. So cool. <laughs> yes. Because it is, I, I I will give it that. That demon looked great. It looked great. <laughs> that whole effect, that and effect looked great. Yeah, and it that was like the classic magician's box trick, where it's like on all fours, but it's coming from nowhere. You know, like yep. climbing out of a out of a thing behind a mirror, and it's like, oh shit, the, it came from nowhere. Which I I love it. I think that looks great. Um, yep. And it was a cool idea. The demon looks super cool, but but also the demon was a total pansy. <laughs> Which was terrible. What do you mean? <laughs> the demon was like, aha, I'm the biggest, scariest demon there is because I'm a pure demon and I'm showing up. And he's like, eh, one little swipe, run away. <laughs> oh, I like that, though. I like that he didn't overstay his welcome. Like, because he because he's terrifying. <laughs> he but I feel like the more we the more we looked at him, it would be silly. So like he gets out, does this cool ass look, shreds Ken's chest. And then just boogies away. So you kind of get that fear of like, oh, where is, where is he going to pop up again? Right. What's he going to do again? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like he, I like that he didn't just stay and go booga 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 and <laughs> stay there forever. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. It's just, it is just funny that he like literally. Because he runs and sneaks away to do so much cool shit after this. <sighs> yeah, that is, that's another, I mean. In a, he just he just blends in with the crowd after right. this. Right, he's just like another he's one, like a putty again. <laughs> and it's so it's such a wasted opportunity that it's like yeah, this is like we're now seeing the pure form of a demon. This is no longer it's mm-hmm. no longer burdened by like weak human flesh. Now it's just a fucking demon, and it's gonna do nothing. Demon things. Yeah, it would have been cool if he started wrangling everybody like. Uh, like Evil Ash and Army of Darkness, you know, wrangling up the troops and like right. If he was <laughs> making other demons pop out of backs and making 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 a demon army or something, no, he just runs that around with everybody flailing his arms. Amazing! If he if he had shown up, this this pure demon, he comes out and he's like, all the demons stop moving. You know, like everybody's like, whoa, okay, he's here. Now we just need yep. to find out what we're going to be doing. And he like yells yep. at them in screechy, weird demon speak, and then they all move in unison. That's scarier than just random demons, is them moving as an army. That's fun, mm-hmm. but uh, no dice. So then, this is another scene that I would cut out, because we've seen it before. Maybe it wasn't that cliched back in 85, but like, when... Uh, so Ken's gotten attacked, yeah. and he's just like, you need, to, you need to kill me, I don't want to become him. And it just goes on and on and on. And it's kind of like, I, do, I wish Ken would have just been like, oh my God, I got cut. And then just like turned like on a dime, then got his head cut off. I I just feel for pacing. We already had like the kind of slow pacing of her slowly becoming this thing. It, it, and then it's like, once a demon pops out of the back, then we just go back and does it. Then we just go back to that slow pacing again. I agree. And it is all it's super weird to me because it's almost like they're trying to establish 
that our character sucks, that this guy that is our hero is not great because it's like, yeah, dude, there's no going back. He's turning into a demon. You have to kill him. And it's like, if you were like, if that was the pimp, he would have shown up and cut the guy's head off with no remorse and just been like, I helped him. I saved this guy's immortal soul dickheads, you know, and instead (laughs) our guys like, I'm just going to wait until you're in hell and the demons in your body. And then I'm going to kill you. Totally, totally, totally sure you're a demon. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I just want to make sure that you've been damned for all eternity before I kill you. Maybe the cut wasn't that that deep. Uh. <laughs> what if what if he'd washed his hands before and like there was no demon stuff on his nails? Yeah. It's like I need you to cut. I need you to kill me. Hold on, I'm just gonna go get some um uh, uh, hydrogen peroxide. <laughs> I'll be right back. We'll just try to maybe we can back team the demon out of you. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but he he keeps trying to thrust the uh, the katana from the display on him, which is for some reason real and sharp. Real. And, uh, yep. And that's my peeve. It just goes on too long. Too much over melodrama about the sword. Yep. Yeah. He does kill him. But eventually he does. Eventually he does cut his head off. I, I guess it's off cam. Yep. But that's that's what I take from it. Yep. Me too. Uh, so now now George has the dirt bike and the katana. And he's going to drive around. This is the this is the scene in Evil Dead where they fix up the car. This is the lawnmower in Dead Alive. This is like yep. all of those scenes. He just shows up and he just starts fucking cleaning house. Like to, a, yeah. to the point where it's almost... When he gets to the helicopter, it makes you go, well, Why? Like, every time you face these demons, you've killed them. Like, every moment that you had an exposure to demons with the katana versus demon, you killed a demon. And mm-hmm. you were fine. And then he's like, quick, hide in the helicopter and we'll slowly get the rotors to cut them up. It's like, buddy, <laughs> yeah. like, it seems like they should have broken the katana at this point. Cause he doesn't use it from then on. And it's not like it no. ever breaks or it's thrown away or anything like that. He's just like, he just stops using it even though it's ungodly effective. So he's dirt. It's like a, uh, it's like a double dragon weapon. It only gets used a right. few times and it's just disappears. Yeah, exactly <laughs> what happens. And, and so he's driving around with this thing. He has, he has his girl on the back. He has Cheryl on the back. And eventually he throws her by accident and then and then there's just so much blood on the ground from him killing so many demons with this katana that he finally bags the whole thing and just drops his motorcycle and slides off because he slipped in blood. Uh, And then they yeah, then there's this weird thing with the fucking he. Well, I mean, actually, once he's off the motorcycle, he then kills a bunch more. Until he's killed every single demon that was in the room. Yep. Am I correct? I mean, like, they're all dead. Do they come? Yeah, back? pretty sure. That's, yeah, that sets a scene for the, the helicopter. Yeah. So they just sit there staring at the ceiling and something's coming through the ceiling. And you're like, oh, what's it going to be? And then it turns out to be a helicopter. I thought it was going to be like a dragon monster or like a, uh, like a sky portal from heaven something. or hell, you know, breaking through something. I did not expect a freaking <laughs> helicopter in one piece to just fall straight down and land on its rudders. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's insane 
And yeah. to think of the expense of what they had to do to get that thing in there. I mean, I'm sure the helicopter had crashed and it was worthless and they'd just gotten it. Oh, to it was obviously a worthless but, helicopter. I mean, yeah. how the hell do you do that? I mean, they had to drop it from the ceiling at least. That's insane amounts yeah. of money for something that makes zero sense. I, I would love yep. to have known the thought process that went into that where they're like, oh, we got to have this. Like, I don't think you do. But yep, they did. And and this was another this was another scene that bothered me that I would cut out the whole they're looking in the helicopter. They're like shoving the bodies down, trying to get behind the seats. Like for what? Like, why was that all happening? It was just like, come on, spit it up. Like it would have been great if they're just like that helicopter crashed. They're like, what the fuck? And they're like, hey, a winch. <laughs> and then started trying to get up on the roof. Like the two zombies that get killed by the rotors. So that are weak. So st- stupid. It wouldn't even work. And you don't even see them spin fast enough right. to do any of that. It's just pointless. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, now that I think about it, I think I already do know what the reasoning behind it was. The reasoning behind it was Dawn of the Dead. They were like, because Italians love Romero. And I think they mm-hmm. were just like, oh, remember that fucking scene with the zombie getting his head cut off? We need to have <laughs> a helicopter cut up some demons. But we're in a movie theater. It we can work through, around that. It falls through the ceiling. <laughs> Come on. I got an idea. Yeah. <laughs> I've got a brilliant idea. Um, Helicopters come from a sky. We just need to open up a hole in the roof. That's all. <laughs> so they do. They open this hole in the roof. For some reason, there's a grappling hook, a gun, and a winch. I don't understand how any of this works. They grapple. It doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't. It does. He shoots the grappling hook up. They fight off a zombie, whatever. They get up to the top, and then Terminator is up there. Our our half-mask demon is on the roof. And he kicks the urban barbarian through the hole. Oh, can we just shove yeah. him? Just like, <laughs> meh. <laughs> and, uh, and our super buff dude just kind of falls and grabs hold of two pieces of rebar. He's so mm-hmm. burly that he can't he can't be taken down that easily. Um, and the guy's basically like going to kick his feet and like get him to fall. And, uh, and Cheryl saves the day by taking the grappling hook. That was bad. Stabs it through his back. And, uh, then he climbs up. Then the urban barbarian climbs up and they basically together. This was, this was annoying to me. Super annoying. Okay. So just kick him into the hole. (laughs) Okay. Sure. I'll give you just kick him into the hole. That makes a lot. We already got enough stabby face blood gore effects for freaking last a month. And <laughs> they just got shoehorn in one more here. I agree. But like, <laughs> did it, it's, it's funny that that's what annoys you because what annoyed me was the fact that they're like, it, there were these two eyeball level pokey things. And it's like, oh man, they're going to poke they, out both his like, eyes. Nope. They're going to push yeah. him to one side and poke out one eye. That's it would have also been cool if they actually got that helicopter going and then escaped and it was still spinning down there. So they got him and pushed him into the, the spinny blades. That would have been cool. I mean, they may have wanted to do that, but they couldn't get the blades to spin at all. They were having massive, <laughs> massive problems in production getting the blades to spin at all. Oh, did I they? I don't know. I, would, I can only imagine oh. that that's exactly <laughs> the case. They probably so then, had to do it by hand. I doubt that the, the engine was working at all. Oh, yeah. So then also, instead of just pushing him into the hole, they get this weird big pipe 
and like somehow make a leverage system to like push that pipe down and make his head go down. So confusing. That so convoluted to just do that. Like the two of them could have just pushed his face into those two pieces of rebar. Exactly. But whatever. Yeah. They did not. And and that did eventually happen. So um then basically we just have them leaving like there we have a moment when they're on the roof where he looks across to the next building. And he looks in a window and sees someone being killed by a demon in the window. And, and I thought that was really cool. Yeah, and that's the <laughs> moment that he's like, oh, shit. Oh, shit, the world's on yeah, fire. This, is, yep. <laughs> this isn't just the theater. Uh, so, yeah, Saxon starts playing and we got, uh, we got some real problems. Uh, there's, like, dead cops everywhere, dead everything. Everything's on fire. Uh, they just keep going. I thought that, I thought that all looked great, too. It did. The... the the apocalypse yep. zone here looked great. Apocalypse looked awesome. Um, then they get chased by more glowing eyed demons and they're just basically trying to make their way through. They're running. And then this Jeep shows they get up. Picked up by Donald Pleasance's stunt double. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> they do. Uh, and yeah, so we have this little family that is making their way out of the city they stop for them stupidly, by the way. What if one of them was bitten? That is a dumb mm-hmm. fucking move. But they yeah. do it anyway because they're good people. They're good Samaritans and they're willing to risk their family for these two randos. And they're stupid, too, because there's another thing that bothers me at this point. <laughs> when they're driving away, uh, he tells his daughter, like, "Ooh, one over there. When they're already going like 50 miles away, like, shoot that guy. <laughs> it's like she just randomly shoots a zombie from the Jeep while they're driving. But it's like, you didn't need to waste bullets on that one. You were already cruising. I don't know, man. Like, why are you? Maybe it's. And there was like, there was like 10 of them. Yeah. But he's like, get that one. Get that specific <laughs> one. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you doing? He was a zombie? <laughs> yeah. It's Flanders. <laughs> that was it. That was his neighbor. And he was just like, shoot that yes. guy. Shoot him a lot. That's the. That's the baddie. And he still has my fucking <laughs> always, sander. Freaking always using my leaf blower for hours at a time. <laughs> um, yeah, so they do that. Um, they give the tiniest child in the world the biggest shotgun that would tear that child's arm right the fuck off. But he uses it very well. He doesn't even drop his hot dog <laughs> out of his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that kid is way stronger than he looks. Um, yep. But in a move that is, you know, maybe, maybe based on years and years of zombie movies. If I would ever let a survivor into a truck, it would be like, all right, strip naked. I need to see every part of your fucking body before you can come with us. Otherwise I'm kicking you out of this thing or shooting you right now. Not because I'm afraid of infection. I'm just, I'm just a pervert. (laughs) (laughs) I don't care about demons or zombies. I'm just a total perv and urban barbarian. You are fucking hot, bro. Um, <laughs> you truly are the urban barbarian. But the uh, the fake out ending was kind of cool. Here. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah, so it's, I, I thought I thought that was a little bit ahead of its time. Maybe I'm wrong. I think so too. I always feel like the after, I always feel like the post credit scene was a more modern thing. But this is all back from '85, and they're already rolling the credits and going back to the movie again. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, was this wasn't there a moment like this in uh, Return of the Living Dead 2? Isn't there a post-credits in that too? Oh, I think there is, yeah. And I think that those movies are very influential to the 
<laughs> I don't know what time frame either of those two movies are. I feel like they're kind of at the same time, but either way. Uh, yeah, no, I thought it was, I thought it was super cool. And so what happens is we've got the, uh, we've got the credits rolling as they're going to their place in the country where they're going to be fine. And then Cheryl starts scratching at a big boil on the back of her head and it bursts. <laughs> she gets all uh-huh. demoned out and the little kid is way too fast on the draw for her. Shoots her twice with the fucking 30 odd six or whatever the fuck that thing is. And just blows her like all the, the shit. He's like the kid from Terror Vision. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just shoots her twice and she flies out of the Jeep and lays dead on the ground as they take off. And and our urban barbarian looks cool sitting on the on the roof rack of the Jeep. Just being yeah. like, I hope we don't hit a bridge. So pretty cool. And that's uh, and that's the funness of um, demons. I mean, after we already get so much not fun death, death, we can't even just let the dude keep his girlfriend. <laughs> no, you can't, <laughs> can't even let him have that. Yeah, um, you're right. I wouldn't say I hate this movie. Hate, hate, because it does have some things that I think are pretty cool. But overall, I just find it very tedious and yeah. I feel it's a slog to get through almost. I agree. There's, like, but there's a certain, there's a certain type of movie for me. I mean, I don't know the way that I appreciate a lot of genre movies and a lot of cult movies is for the moments that they have. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's not about, sometimes you do have to slog through a lot of boring nonsense and shit to get to great scenes that make entire movies worth the time of watching. And this is definitely one of those movies that has enough scenes in it that I'm happy to sit through all of the nonsense and the fact that there's no resolution, there's no real plot, there's no answers to almost anything. Um, no. <laughs> I'll sit through all that for some of the great gore scenes, for some of the great craziness that happens in it, and just mm-hmm. some, of the, some of the amazing, amazing little, little tidbits. I mean, the pimp, every one of his scenes is solid gold. Like like Great, I yep. said, just like absolute, just beautiful. But, uh, and I mean, Rosemary, like her scenes, everything she's in, holy shit. Those moments are great. It should have been yep. like at least twice as much about the pimp and her. Like yeah. if that, if the whole movie had left out urban barbarian and it had been basically like that dude like if it had been just set up to be like a, a real almost like a cat and mouse kind of thing too right in exactly the midst of because they have a history she's the first zombie yep. he's the badass yep. and then yep that's the story right there and yeah he got he got taken out way too easy he did he really did and it's I think it's really too bad because I think that it's one of those like, well, we need the hot white guy to be the main role because it's 1985 or whenever. It would have been cool if the pimp stuck around and got like demon powers. Like like he started turning into a demon, but he was strong enough to fight it. So he was like on their side, but still had like crazy rabid demon strength. I would have been into that. I mean, there's, there's so many things that you could have done that would have made the plot work. It just seems like it seems like such a waste to have this amount of skill and this amount of cool shit happening in a movie when you could just have one more person come in and be like, come on, let's just, let's just stretch this out into a way that we've, that we have a, a story, you know, <laughs> like it, it wouldn't be it that just, hard to get that. 
Yeah, and the lack of explanation just really started to bother me when I was when they first found the projector room and they found the you know it's all automated and those crazy ass projectors with keyboards on it. I was just like, oh, this is getting interesting. Like robo robo projectors now. Like where where are we going with this? And then just to find out, we don't. Yeah. Like I was was very let down by that. Like I wanted to know who Kano was. Like I wanted to know how this shit happened. Kano like, wins. <laughs> I just like I was really looking forward to finding the mystery of how this shit went down when we started the movie and as it slowly kept going on I'm like I don't think I'm gonna find out how this went down <laughs> no because like, I just watched this blind like I never saw it till just the other day so I did not know that this was just all style over substance like yeah. I was I wanted that story yeah. part aspect of it no I so many if I knew what I was getting into it might have not blindsided me and made me so bitter like <laughs> fair enough I haven't seen demons 2 in forever I wonder if that actually explains any of this shit i don't guy ever have and from some blurbs i read i don't think it actually has anything to do with this one either perfect sense i mean that if you want to talk about something that is like very italian movie there's your sequels that don't tie into anything or are for movies that they don't own the rights to or like (laughs) that kind of shit well i i read the back of the box and it sounded like it was like poltergeist 3 where they move the shit to a high rise and somebody sees a zombie on TV and it comes out of the TV was basically what I gathered from demon. Oh shit, man. So it has been. So once I read that, I was just like, Oh, was a demon going to come out of the TV and just kill everybody in the high rise? Nonstop, nonstop. Probably. (laughs) I still need to watch it, but either way, we're definitely going to do popcorn next week, which is a much more put together strung together plot. I do remember like I like that movie yeah. <laughs> I know I like that movie. yeah it's great I mean and it's yeah. and it's also based around one of the things that I like the most in the world which is William Castle so like that is yep. one of he's one of my favorite people in the world and so it's all it's all William Castle shit so I'm really psyched about that yeah did you get a copy of popcorn to watch yet? oh hell yeah I did did I get oh cool did I get the steel book uh blu-ray with the 50 minute documentary and uh and three different uh commentary tracks why yes indeed i did synapse put out a an insane steel book of this so yes that just came in today and i'm i don't think my tape has any of those (laughs) if i can if i can manage to do this this one early enough i'll lend it to you yep but uh yeah oh i could probably even just lend you the second disc too Oh, yep. Um, so I'll watch the uh, I'll watch all the making of stuff first and I'll lend you that man. Okay. So good. Sounds cool. So that's demons mixed bag. That's demons. Um, we're going to get yeah. a lot of hate for not loving it as much as we were supposed to. But uh, yeah, but it is all true. <laughs> There's not a lot of story. I'm, I'm, in this I'm willing to take it. Yeah. And, I just thought like, oh man, last, last time I made a post and said derogatory things about Night of the Comet, I'm, I'm still not living that down. <laughs> I still don't understand. God, I love that movie. Socks. <laughs> You're just wrong. You're just wrong. <sighs> Uh, anyway, <laughs> you can follow us at Funbox Monster Podcast, and uh, I would appreciate you purchasing things from our website at CoastCityComics.com. That helps me continue to make this thing that we do and all of the other things that I do for the store. These do cost money and my time. So, you know, by buying your comics through us instead of some other dumbass, 
you you know don't you get buy something. your comics from a dumbass don't, right <laughs> buy them from this dumbass not some other dumbass yeah um uh, and you know we carry all the NECA stuff so all your horror figures and shit and i do i do vhs stuff sometimes mostly i feel guilty about it because it's mostly because it's ruining the trading economy to sell it so it makes me sad <laughs> Yeah, and I already bought all your cool it's shit. It's true, and you already <laughs> bought all the good ones anyway. And and you are on Instagram as? Yes, as Matt Awkward VHS Fiend. And also, if you're on the Facebook and like tape groups, I am a moderator at the VHS Rejects uh, Facebook group. Nice. So uh, hit us up there for lots of fun stuff. Sweet. I love it. All right, well, thank you so very much, and uh, we will see you next week with popcorn. Woo! Peace. See you. <laughs>